Limit Break Radio presents The Rogue's Den. With your esteemed host, <laughs> First Lieutenant Kahlo. He's so dreamy. Wait, what? LimitBreakRadio.com Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to The Rogue's Den. Now, before we get into things here, I'd, uh, I want to apologize. Um... You may notice that the quality has diminished just a bit, and that's because uh, Velix screwed up his Skype somehow, so we're actually operating over vent. Uh, Velix, uh, do you have anything to say for yourself? Um, I'm sorry. Skype hates me for some reason, and we can't sort it out. That's all? That's your excuse? Uh, yeah, pretty much. That's my excuse. I'm going with that one. All right, well... Um, I think to start off the show, uh, I have to say that uh, when I was at FanFest this past weekend, uh, I lost a lot of respect for uh, for Paladins. Uh, any particular reason? Oh, absolutely. During Moblin Maze Mongers, I actually I got stuck with a Paladin uh, playing oh. as a Paladin. And at first, I was like, "Oh man, you know, you guys, you guys are done. That's it. You guys are all dead. I'm tanking now. You know, because I'm sure using a, tanking as a Paladin is a lot different than tanking as a thief." And uh, I actually did a great job. Like it, it was, it was amazing. It was a flawless party, and so that's that, that that's where my respect for you guys diminished because your guys' job is easy as hell. Um, yeah, but after you've been doing it for three years, it starts to get to the point of tedium, and you begin to go insane. So, so <laughs> that's where uh, <laughs> that, that, that's where the honor in the job lies. Is that it's so easy. That after you've been doing it for a while, like like the real skill is in not going insane. Basically, if you can stick with it, it's kind of like Bard. Everyone says, oh, Bard is so easy, you just have to sing song, and all the Bard's like, no, it's crazy, it's ridiculously tedious, and you'll go crazy doing it. See, you know what I think would have spiced up the whole, uh, the whole Paladin tanking thing, but would have made it more interesting for me? Less HP. No. <laughs> if I would have had, I don't know, something to count... Ah, Shadows, well, maybe? we can't all have that. All right, well... Yes, uh, but then why don't we just become ninjas? <laughs> <laughs> why don't we? Ninja sub-white mage. <laughs> all right, well, why don't we get right into it then? Uh, today's rogue stand is going to be centered around the corporal rank in assaults, which is uh, number five, which is also then the, uh, the number of this episode. This is the fifth rogue stand. So, the first thing we're going to start with is Velix is going to tell us how we rank up from Lance Corporal to Corporal. Yeah, this um, this is going to be, well, it's not your easiest. Uh, basically, once you have your 25 points, you talk to Nadja, she gives you a quartz transmitter, and then you have to go back and have all that fun of finding yet another warhorse hoof print. Uh, find it, talk to it again, go back to Nadja, bam, you're done, then you've ranked up. Sweet. Now, if you uh, check our friends over at ffxcyclopedia.org and look up this quest, there are actually a couple uh, links and websites that will help you find a Warhorse hoofprint. So definitely utilize that tool. So hopping right into it then. Um, our first assault, as always, is going to be in Layaujum Sanctum. Now, the recommended level for this is 60 and the uh, mission is called Counting Sheep. Your objective is to buy some sheep. The description says that the Imperial Army on the Eastern Front is being hit by a peculiar cold wave and warm uniforms are in short supply. Buy as many sheep as you can from the markets in Liaojum and save the troops. Boy, this one sounds exciting. 
And uh, interestingly, uh, interestingly enough, it uh, it actually is pretty uh, pretty exciting. So when you zone in, uh, what you're gonna see is you're gonna see a Kikrin Mine Baron. You're gonna see a Green Grocer and a Kikrin Dealer. All right. Now the point of this assault is to get the Kikrin Shepherds, who are sort of uh, all walking around here is you have to get them to demolish the ice barriers that the sheeps are trapped behind. Now in order to do this, you're going to have to pay them. All right. Now they run around shouting for an imperial gold pieces, four imperial silver pieces, or two of ten. For example, uh, 20 imperial bronze pieces. So once you talk to him with the necessary currency in your inventory, he starts to follow you and then you just take them to the ice barriers and they'll do their thing. So what you're going to do is you're going to talk to the mine baron and he's going to give you a pickaxe to mine with. Alright, now when you go to mine, you're either going to get copper ore, silver ore, or gold ore. You can only hold one of each ore at any time. Copper ore becomes a bronze piece, silver ore becomes a silver piece, gold ore becomes a gold piece. Alright, now the green grocer will give you a sickle temp item, which you can get when harvesting. You can get a frost turnip, which becomes a date, bew greens, which becomes a bunch of paminas, or a snow lily, which becomes a pamina aloe. Or however the hell that's pronounced. I'm going to get emails about that. Screw it. The thing that you it's drink, close enough. Yeah. Close it's actually enough. closer than usual. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. So, um, <laughs> so let's say you, uh, you know, just for um, argument's sake, uh, you get the Imperial Gold piece. All right. So you have your Imperial Gold piece, and you're going to go talk to one of the Kikrin Shepherds, and he's going to follow you around. So you want to go to one of the five ice barriers. Uh, there's one at F8, G8, H8, H9, and I9. All right. And he's going to start using his mines to break the ice. He'll take one or more. Now, at this point, while he's breaking the ice, he may require some temporary food items obtained through harvesting, and it is possible for different party members to feed the shepherd instead of the one that paid him the coins. So, once you get the ice broken, you can then proceed into the sheep room, touch the NPC, and the shepherd will run back to the starting area. All right, now, two rooms uh, contain additional Kikrin shepherds, and they can all... Uh, help with getting the five Karakula in time, so um, once they're free, they run back to the starting area. So that's really uh, the gist of it, is to mine up enough pieces to pay the shepherds to bomb the walls, talk to the sheep, and you're good, you're, uh, you're good to go. Now, if you're, just, if, you're just trying to, uh, if you're just trying to win, you know, you don't really care about, uh, about points, then um, it actually only takes one sheep, I believe. Um, but if you are going for points, then this is where it gets complicated because uh, you get points based on members, obviously, and then you also get points based on how many sheep you found. Now, if any of you know Kahlo, you know that he sucks at math, and we're not going to list all of them off, even if I was good at math. So take if you want the maximum points taken three people, find all the sheep. It's as easy as that. Um, so obviously you get assault points. Are there, is there any... Items of note from the appraised items, Felix. Just gill items, pretty much. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so uh, that's that. It's uh, it's 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 actually pretty easy if you know what you're doing. So definitely make sure you research it and know the, where you're uh, going before you pop in. We can't forget the the goblin, uh, the key current dealer oh, the, for uh, the yeah, gambling yeah, and yeah. the assault. Explain how the, uh, the 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 dealer works. Personally, I I just prefer to mine up gold pieces. <laughs> Uh, basically, it's, you know, you're going to go up to the dealer, you need either five bronze pieces or one silver piece to gamble, and you're trying to roll as close to 1,000 without going over in order to uh, beat him. After you roll, you get a 
you know, a props roll again, and you can just keep rolling to see how close you can get to a thousand without going over. Uh, if you win, if you get closer to a thousand than he does before he goes over, or you go over, then your five bronze pieces or one silver piece will be upgraded to a gold piece. Uh, if you lose, then you just lose your pieces, and if you draw, then you get a silver piece in return, so you can try again. All right, cool. And uh, next on our list, then, is one that uh, I actually remember doing this, and we sort of just won by sheer luck, which is why I'm going to uh, leave it up to Velix to explain <laughs> this one. <laughs> this was uh, this will be from the Mammal Jaw Training Grounds, which is the Double Agent, which is actually one of my more liked assaults. Uh, you're basically here, and you're trying to find a spy. There's a double agent among the Imperial Keycurrent spies in the Mamuljad training grounds. Find him before he puts the other spies in danger. Uh, you're going to go in here, and there's it's a fairly decently big area. Um, there's pucks everywhere, and there's also Keycurrent spies running around everywhere. This is basically going to be a hot and cold game, where you talk to a Keycurrent, he'll tell you, if it's if the uh, actual spy is far away, if he's close by, a general direction he is, or he might just tell you that he has no idea. You basically have to try to find the keycurrent who is different than everybody else, the one who is telling you something that's wrong. So if all the keycurrents are telling you that he's in the west, and then you find one in the west that's telling you that he's in the east, there's a chance that he's going to be the spy. Uh, you can then you're going to have to try to capture the one that is the spy. If you capture one that is not a spy, then you lose points, basically. That's the only thing that really happens badly. So you could run through, if you didn't care about points, and capture every key turn in the zone and <laughs> until you find the one. Uh, if you do happen to get aggro from the pucks, they're fairly easy. You could just kill them. Uh, you can sleep them, and if you actually talk to a keycurrent and start their little questioning session, you can de-aggro the pucks so that you don't have to worry about them anymore. Or you could just kill them, but they do respawn fairly quickly. Um, if you go in with three members, you got your 1,200 uh, assault point reward, four members, 1080, five members, 960, and six members, 840. And there is a 66.666 uh, penalty point rounded down for every false accusation that you make on a key turn. Yep, so uh, as far as completing this assault goes, pretty easy. Like Velix said, all you really have to do is just talk to everything, and eventually you'll complete it. But if you're going for points, then uh, you're going to want to be a little bit more careful about uh, how you go about doing that. And uh, other than AP, uh, a good notable award is actually a great sword called the Jin Bringer. 81 damage, 444 delay, but while in assault, it's 84 damage with plus 5 accuracy. Not that that would help a Dark Knight, but... Next, eh, well, they can use all they can get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Next on our list is a pretty easy one. Uh, this one's called Siege Master Elimination. Oh, I'm sorry. Siege Master Assassination. It takes place in Libros cavern it says the trolls have recruited borgler a siege specialist from central erotija the empire cannot allow him to take control of the troll army find and, and eliminate him as he travels through libros caverns and uh this is basically just burning through um there are about uh eight mobs all throughout the zone uh they're called old trolls and they're all rangers and one of them is actually the mob that you're looking for, but he's in disguise. So basically just go through and start killing everything 
Um, they can use Eagle Eye Shot, which does about you know 250 to 500 damage. It's, uh, it's not too bad. So you just run through until killing all of them until you get the message that says, How did you know? Borgler lost an own clever plan. And after that, all of their old trolls would depop, even if they have hate. So, pretty easy one right there, you know. Run through, kill things. Melee burn it. Yeah, uh, pretty easy one. Um, a nice, uh, a nice little reward of note that you could get from uh, the appraised items is the Imperial Wand. When in assault, you get MP plus twenty and enmity down by three in. You know, it's a wand, so obviously that's something that mages use. Other than that, you get uh, your AP, which your AP for this is looking to be about 1100 for three members, 990 for four members, 880 for five members, and 770 for six members. I don't know, I'd say that so far, we're looking at some pretty easy missions here in, uh, in, in, in the corporal rank. It doesn't get any harder with building bridges, that's for sure, which is the next one we're at, which would be from the Devuk Isle staging point. Um, you have to build the bridge, pretty much. Uh, thanks to the enemy destroying a bridge along the path of their attack, the unit assaulting Parika is at an impasse. Find and activate the backup bridge mechanism rumored to be hidden in the area. Um, it is technically impossible to die in this assault, so you can come on if you just want to have, like, a thief for flee, which would be nice, or a job that can use some sort of movement speed is also nice because you're going to go in and there's Lamias everywhere. There's a lot of them. Uh, they will basically capture you if they see you, and that will send you all the way back to the beginning. And you have to run around the map and get to four switch mechanisms. They are located in the north, east, and south, and west. If you look at your map, there will be the big rooms in the northeast, south, and west. The big room in the middle is where your uh, Ruin of Release will spawn after you've clicked all of the lamps. Um, if you haven't done it before and you're going with a group of people that haven't done it before, it might be a little tricky to try to figure out the Lamia's running pattern, and you can get pincered a lot where you'll have Lamia's coming from two sides, and you're pretty much screwed if they catch you. But if you've done it enough, you can figure out their pattern, and there's certain ways you can hide behind walls. If you see one coming, hide behind a pillar or something and wait till it goes around and run. Uh, if they see you from too far away, you'll get a message that says, yeah, you know, you have a feeling a monster looks this way. If you get that message, just run. Because that means that Lumia is going to come to try to capture you. Because they haven't been close enough to actually capture you. And you can manage to get away from Lumia's at this point in time. You just have to click the lamp to activate it. You don't have to go through a menu or anything. So you run in, click your lamp, run out, go find another lamp. Once you have all four lamps, the ruin spawns in the middle. Run into the middle, open your chest, get your rewards lot on them, whatever, click out, and then you will get your AP. Three members, 1,200 AP. Four members, 1080 AP. Five members, 960. And six members, 840. Uh, there is one notable reward from this one, which would be the Merit Ancus, which is an axe. Uh, well, in assaults, basically damage 49 and charm plus two, which is nice in the event that you're a Beastmaster and you ever need to charm anything in an assault. Alright, yep, uh, pretty easy one, and going off the same note in this last one, Sea Rat Salvation, it is impossible to die. Kikrin divers are, have been assigned to the duty of demolishing wrecks on the Ilarusia Toll, and they've run into a slight problem with the local wildlife. Lead them back to safety before they decide to abandon their work. Now basically what happens is you have 
five Kikrin Sea Divers where uh, you spawn inside. And you have to escort them across the map to their Kikrin Chief Diver. Now you start out at uh, F10 and you have to escort them north to J6. Now, uh, just like previous ones, if all you want to do is complete the mission, you only have to pull one of the divers back. But obviously, the more divers you get, the more points you get. Now, normally this wouldn't be too hard, except you have giant Oravons, which are erratically roaming around set parts of the land, and, um... Apparently, Kikrins don't get along very well with Oravons. They make nice Kikrin kebabs. Tasty. <laughs> so, um, if the Oravons see the Kikrin, then they will flee off going, Ah, don't eat me, and run off in some random direction. You have to track them down. Now, it is possible for one person to take all five at the same time, but you have to note that the Kikrins will only follow who originally speaks to them. So it makes sense that basically, you know, each party member grabs one and just does the best you can to get up there. Uh, the Orobons are sight aggro, and they do a stop occasionally for a moment. It's possible to run behind them without the Kikrins becoming afraid and running away. Um, they have long but very narrow line of sight detection, so it does make it possible to slip through on the sides too. Um, take note that the Orobons ignore PCs, and you cannot attack or use ability on them, and they have a bit of an enhanced movement speed. Uh, so they will chase the Kikrin that they aggro for a bit. Um, when seen, the Kikrin divers will run to certain designated hiding spots on the map. Now, uh, the hiding spot they choose actually depends on the direction they run upon aggro. Typically, they look for tunnels or hiding spots on ships where Orobons don't roam or can't see them. Uh, Kikrin divers also have enhanced movement speed, so uh, it's going to be hard to uh, sufficiently keep up with them, and stopping them with the dialogue is only possible by cutting corners and moving efficiently than they could, so flee is very useful for this. Um, one strategy of note is to have one person speak with all the Kikrin divers and to begin to guide them. Have all other participants walking behind, trailing a bit of the way, so that way if the guide does get aggro and uh, the other members should be in position to intercept and recapture the Kikrin divers, saving plenty of time than having to track them down. Uh, there is no safe route, since there are really Orobons everywhere, but the, uh, Kik the Kikrin divers do show up on wide scan, however the giant Orobons do not. So it's a game of trial and error, it's a game of watching where you're going and making sure your little Kikrins aren't going towards the giant Orobons. Now let's say that you do manage to win with three members, you will get 1166 and that is for delivering all the Kikrin. If you only deliver one, it's 500 minimum. Four members is 1049 max, five members is uh, 933 max, and for six members it is 1817 max. Um, I don't believe there is any uh, rewards of note besides the AP, and that about... Uh, maybe the Assassin's Jamboree. Oh, Jambion, no. Dagger, cool Damage 33, Critical Hit Rate plus 5%. Thieves like Critical Hit Rate, right? Oh yeah, it's, it's alright. But uh, the fact that the Assassin Jambia just looks <sighs> cool. I think the, all the Jambias look cool. Unfortunately, they're all really expensive yeah. too. And uh, you know what? That, ab that about wraps up the Corporal Assault. It's really not that long or, or, or difficult at all. In fact, looking at it, the only one that you can it's... actually die during is Siege Master Assassination. 
Well, you could die during Double Agent, but you'd have to be pretty bad at dodging aggro and <laughs> killing like a yeah, that's, that's decent challenge puck. <laughs> that is true. So, um, let's see. I, I believe last time, last uh, last episode, we talked about the Yigit gear, right? So, what do you think this yeah, time? Palawan gear or Amir? I clicked on the Amir gear, so we're going to talk about the Amir set. We're going to talk about Amir? We're going to talk about Amir. Um, right. Unfortunately, the head looks pretty dumb. A lot of Otterkin headpieces do, but uh, other than that, I think this is a pretty cool-looking gear set. It's, it's kind of, what is it, sort of uh, based off the same model, although reskinned. A uh, Homam, would you say? Asgar. Uh, it's kind of a combination of yeah, Asgar and yeah, Homam. a little bit. Uh, it is red, though. It's red and white. Um, the hat gives attack plus five, evasion plus two, HP recovered while healing plus two. Uh, the, uh, the set overall reduces magic and breath damage. Uh, the body is actually pretty good from what I see. Attack plus 12, evasion plus 12, and enhances Zanshin effect. Attack plus five, parry skill plus five on the hands. Attack, ranged accuracy, and ranged attack plus four on the legs. And attack plus five, accuracy plus five, HP recovered while healing plus one on the boots. And uh, this can be war by warriors, paladins, dark knights, samurais, and dragoons. Um, Velix, why don't you, uh, which, uh, which pieces are worth getting here and uh, which pieces aren't worth getting? Um, just from looking at it, the head, you're probably going to skip it up because 90% of DDs use the Valhalla Turban anyways, and attack plus 5 isn't that great on a helm. Um, the body, it would be good for a DD if you did not need necessarily any accuracy on your body piece or any other stats, but the hobby will probably outdo this body, and since all the jobs can wear the hobby that are on this list, then you'd probably skip out on it. Uh, the hands, if you're making a parry setup for one of your jobs, you could probably use that, but other, but other than that, you probably wouldn't. Um, the feet would be okay if there was some sort of job that used ranged attacks more often on this set, but there's not, so it's kind of useless unless you're doing ranged attacks on your Dragoon or something. <laughs> uh, and the feet, I actually use the feet on my Samurai because they have about the most attack and accuracy you can get on feet easily for Samurai. Alright, so basically the only thing worth getting out of this set is probably the boots. Yeah, that would be about it. You might have a use for the body, but other than that, mm -hmm. <laughs> all right then. And that uh, that about wraps up uh, wraps up Corporal. So um, uh, next time, obviously, you can look forward to us talking about Sergeant, and uh, we'll also then uh, cover the Palawan gear set. Uh, hopefully, it uh, it doesn't take as long to get out Sergeant as it has to get Corporal out. But uh, we've been really busy. In the uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, really busy in the LBR office lately, so so it's been hard to uh, to get sat down with Felix and do this. Not to mention, as those of you who who pay attention know that uh, Moblin Maze Mongers was delayed with this uh, with this actual this last expansion, or I'm sorry, this last update. Uh, I know I was looking forward yeah, to that. Yeah, and, and and unfortunately, as, as as most of you know, the Rogues Den is actually courtesy of Moblin Maze Mongers. So I've I've definitely been feeling that backlash as well. There's been a lot of uh, a lot of problems going down, and uh, I've been on the phone quite a bit with them. Economic I'm, I'm, strife. I'm, yeah, been on the link pearl with, uh, with the Moblin Maze Mongers trying to get stuff. Uh, fixed and whatnot, so yeah, we're all feeling it, we're all feeling it but hopefully we can get Sergeant to you uh, out to you again now, uh, 
So yeah, um, and definitely check out uh, LimitBreakRadio.com. Uh, obviously, you know where it is if you're listening to this, but check out our latest uh, FanFest special wrap-up. There was uh, a lot of great stuff going on out there. It was a lot of fun. Met a lot of people. Uh, oh, man, it was, it, was, it was such a blast. And I tell you what, we... Uh, we get back here to Michigan, and there's, like, a foot of snow on the ground, and we got, like, a foot last night. Oh. It's like, this is so, <laughs> this is so stupid. This is just dumb. This Welcome so home. Dumb. Yeah, exactly. God, I want to come to California. Um, also, uh, another uh. thing that... <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to say you keep your eyes out for, because I, I can't promise when I'm going to start updating it again, but... Uh, uh, Velix can tell you my uh, uh, little project that I do called uh, Honor Amongst Thieves. Uh, you can actually find a link in our links section on our uh, website. You can also find the links in my uh, SIG on the forums. But uh, hopefully I'm going to start getting back into that again. I have a lot of stuff planned for it. Um, looking for uh, an artist, not even necessarily hand-drawn, even Photoshop uh, artist to do uh, some stuff for me. But check that out. I've been told it's pretty good. Uh, I pride myself. Uh, not just on my acting, but also on my writing. So uh, anybody who does uh, read that and doesn't comment, please comment. Uh, the more comments I get, the more it makes me want to write. The more you'll get updates. Hint, hint. Nudge, nudge. Uh, and actually, the current season, once I get back into it, should be wrapping up within uh, four or five posts. So, Velix, do you got anything you want to say? Can't wait. Is it? <laughs> um, not really. Just... Continuing the grind here. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. Exactly. So, all right. Well, as always, <laughs> this is Kahlo with, uh, with my esteemed colleague here, Velix, and uh, we'll see you all next time. Fantasy Tetramaster and Vanadilla registered trademarks of Square Enix. Square Enix and play in line are trademarks of Square Enix. Limit Break and its hopes are solely responsible for its content. <laughs>